0: The following podcast on the WDKX Podcast Network is provided by Vision Automotive. Welcome to the Love and Light Podcast. Powered by 103.9 WDKX. With your hosts, Lovely Warren and Willie Lightfoot. This is the Love and Light Podcast.
1: Well, welcome back. This is the Love and Light Podcast. I am Lovely Warren and this is...
0: Willie Lightfoot.
1: And we are powered by 103.9 WDKX. WDKX. We're so excited to be so back excited. in the studios. Yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, we are have an exciting topic to talk about. Yes. Um, we have a lot of young people and just people in general that's been buying homes mm-hmm. and, of course, small business. And so today's topic, we're going to be talking about home ownership and small business.
0: Yes, which are topics that I think are very dear to both of us.
1: Um, We definitely want to give a big love-lifting shout-out to Deion Sanders. Yes. And, um, bruh, what, 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 what? (laughs) listen. Why is anybody surprised at Neon? Do they
0: forget about must be the money? Do they Uh forget about? They they forget about prime time. Do they forget about the only player that played in a Super Bowl and a World Series at the same time? Like, I don't think no one else has ever done that. This dude always been a, a go getter, no joke, and he always talked trash, but yes. he back it up. He That's talked true. trash, but he back it up. He's telling you, I'm gonna score on you. Yeah, he's probably gonna score on
1: you. Right, but but bro, tell us what he's up to now. <laughs>
0: so this brother has, of course, you know, he's doing what the HBCUs with Jackson State. He was doing his thing there. People, that was very controversial when he left there because they wanted him to stay. and
1: Yeah, it was sad because you know. Jackson State is an HBCU. Yes. And he was finally bringing light a and lot. Um, a lot of love to HBCUs. Yes. And HBCU stands for Historic, Historically Black College and University. Yes. And so, you know, these universities and colleges were started when... Black people wasn't allowed to go to other mainstream institutions. Mm. So you talking about Howard University, Hampton, mm-hmm. Jackson uh, State. You also have you know a number of them across the Clark country, Atlanta, and, which just had a
0: big like right, huge um, Morehouse, water situation. Spelman.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, so these institutions, you know, over the years have not had the the type of love that we, we wanna show our historically black colleges and universities. Mm-hmm. And when Dion became the head coach of the football team at mm-hmm. Jacksonville State, it was a really big deal.
0: Mm-hmm. It was a big deal. So he did that. He took them to, you know, championship status. He moved as the head coach of Colorado team, right? Which is predominantly white historically. Mm-hmm. Last year, they had a 1-11 record,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? They only won one game out of 12, mm-hmm. right? He came. Majority of the Caucasian players left.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He brought in predominantly African-American team mm-hmm. to include his son, who's mm-hmm. quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. He told everybody, we coming for y'all. Mm-hmm. We coming, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and they, they ah, oh, nah, they not gonna do nothing. They won their first game against a high level team. Yep. They won their second game yes. against another high level team. Yes. And they've won more games already than they won the entire year last year. And people are just you know you know going Laying crazy about or. they doing their thing over there. Right. And you know they like oh well why is he so arrogant and everything like this and all of this but Dion has always been uh, confident in what his capabilities are and he's always been and he said no matter and then this last thing was they were like oh one coach was like oh when you talk to me you should take your hat and your shades off to grown people he's like bro I'm grown Right. right and no matter what we do it's not gonna be good enough for y'all. So we just gonna keep on whooping on y'all until y'all respect us. We're gonna
1: make it do what it do. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can show we just you, bro. We're gonna to make it you. do what it do, right? <laughs> we're gonna we gonna show up and we're gonna show out, right? So big up, big
0: out to, <laughs> to Dion. Keep being authentically, bro, black, keep being authentically yourself. That is an inspiration to many of us out here to right. just keep being you and, and and you know one thing I, I like about Dion too, because he's a uh he's a son of of, of um TD Jakes. And, you know, is that, you know, he's a believer. Uh, he mm-hmm. always give God the glory. You know what I'm saying? And 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 he's just anointed to do what he does.
1: Absolutely. And he is definitely shaking things up in the college football world. <laughs> um, and Indeed. last week we had the, uh, well, last podcast, yes. podcast number 13, we mm-hmm. had the um, back, you know, to back to school. We talked about kids that have been in school for about two weeks now. Yes, and um, you know, excited to see all the first day pictures yes. and with their book
0: bags. Yeah. And you posted a real nice picture of your daughter and. Rocco and show kind of of a timeline of yes. her growing. It,
1: it, the girl got so big. Yes, thirteen years old now, and uh, unfortunately, you, this got was year, you got your back. First <laughs> year, you
0: got your back, your shotgun, and you do. You, are you ready for thirteen? Because that's when you know my boys, when they hit thirteen, they went crazy. I'm not. Well, I don't, I don't I, hope that happens I, to you. Please,
1: but <laughs> I'm, I'm praying. She's a good girl. And, bless her, you know, Lord. Really um, excited about being back in school. Great. This was the first year that, unfortunately, since she's been in school, our yes. dog Rocco passed mm, away on January first. So, um, just was thinking back to him not being able to send her off, and yes. uh, so it's it's really. Uh, Is a there good a new day. dog
0: in the horizon, or what?
1: Not yet. No, not yet. Okay. I'll have to live vicariously All through right. you. I know my girl Sapphire is over there. Sapphire holding you down <laughs>
0: with her prima donna stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I have yes. a... Uh... Uh, English Bulldog is about three years old. Th- listen, that,
1: that rules that the house. She does, she does. <laughs> that rules the house. So want to <laughs> definitely um, wish all the kids a happy back to school. Please yes. continue to study hard. Do your homework. Mm-hmm. Do your homework. Do your homework. Do your homework. Yes. Parents, make sure your kids do their homework mm-hmm. and that they're reading every night. Um, make sure that you have been up to the school. You introduced yourselves to teachers, principals, and mm-hmm. just made that connection on behalf of our our, our children.
0: Yes. Yeah, so we want to jump right into this today: home ownership, small business. And I'm going to ask you some questions around this, knowing that you are a business owner, knowing that you are a former mayor, so you have worked on, and we have, because you know, as council as well, and continuously working on providing not only. Uh, affordable housing for people, uh, home ownership uh, opportunities for individuals, but small business, and what also tends to not even be small business, but micro business. And I'm saying like, what are the stats on home ownership for people of color? And I'm going to read this before you answer that question, just to kind of show you a little bit of what the research I've done from CNN. It says during the pandemic, home ownership continues to grow, but the rate of home buying has not increased at the same pace for all Americans. According to a new report from the National Association of Realtors, more Americans own a home now than in any year following the Great Recession with the U.S. home ownership rate um, climbing from 65.5% in 2020, according to the National Association of Realtors. That is up 1.3% from 2019, the largest annual increase on record. Now, here's where it gets really interesting. But black home ownership at 43.4% remains lower than it was a decade ago. And it is nearly 30% points behind white home ownership rate of 72.1%. Meanwhile, the Hispanic home ownership rate rose to an all-time high, reaching over 50% for the first time and Asian home ownership rate is 61.7%. Sis, why is home ownership so low, and seems to be so unattainable for black people.
1: Well, I think that there is a number of different factors that play into black homeownership and the fact that it's lower than everywhere else. And it has a lot to do with something that's called redlining. Right. Mm. And so many years ago, mm-hmm. and I think that we talked about this before, where you have places that, you know, you really just can't get mortgages. Um, black folks, you know, no matter what they do, they are not provided with the, the mortgage, uh, access to mortgages like other folks. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have the issue of credit mm-hmm. and, and credit rating. And, mm. and we know that there are some disparities when it comes down to credit rating. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have income income disparities right and so when we're talking about you know um, you know being 74 or hundred and something days in before um, black folks earn the same dollar as their white counterparts, and other folks, that is, that's that's definitely a problem. Mm-hmm. So, you know, from redlining to credit to um, not having access to um, living wage mm-hmm. is impacting the African-American community and the black community more than any other community that I see. And I think that, you know, to me, those are the three main issues mm-hmm. as to access. Um, to credit and, and access to be able to obtain a mortgage and access to ultimately be able to purchase a home. And so, you know, those are my thoughts on it. I don't mm-hmm. know if you have some as well.
0: So, I, I just want to read, you know, some of the research that I did that kind of backs up what you're saying. It says nearly all home buyers, about 90%, finance the purchase with a mortgage, of course. Mm-hmm. Black Americans are denied mortgages at a higher rate, with 20% of Black and 15% of Hispanic loan applicants denied mortgages compared with about 11% of white and 10% of agent applicants, according to the National Association of Realtors Home Analysis. Mm-hmm. Looking at black Americans alone, the denial rate spike higher when it comes to home improvement loans with 51% denial, according to report. So here is the data that's proving that exactly what you're saying when you speak of redlining, access to capital, barriers around income and mortgages and receiving mortgage mortgages, as well as um, people not realizing that credit is king. Cash is not king. Credit is king. So what, what in, in knowing all of this and in knowing what are the things that, you know, you, you, you would say to individuals out there that, you know, for instance- what is,
1: what- so let me let me just say this. This mm-hmm. is something that, that always gets my goat, yes. right? This is something that literally like gets me fired up, mm. right? Because a black person mm-hmm. can get a car loan, right? Yes. That it, and we know how much cars cost nowadays, right? Sure. So you're talking about sixty thousand dollars, seventy thousand dollars, thirty, 000, forty thousand dollars. The same as sometimes a mortgage mm-hmm. in some in some communities, right? Mm-hmm. It, they will give a black person a car loan, but won't give them a mortgage. Mm. Same amount of money, mm. same amount of money, mm. but they won't give them a mortgage. And we all know that wealth, wealth is built on property and real estate ownership, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that when you drive that car off the lot, it immediately depreciates. It immediately, the value immediately goes down as soon as you drive it off the lot. However, in home ownership, the likelihood is that 10 years from now, that particular home will have gone up in value, mm-hmm. meaning that you'll have equity in that home. Mm-hmm. If you want to be able to send your children to school and, and borrow against the home or get a second mortgage or something like that, you'll you'll be able to do that. And so to me, it's systematically designed mm-hmm. to hold black people exactly where they are because how is it that my credit is enough to get me a car loan, but my credit is not enough to get me a mortgage?
0: I, I always think about, the scene from the movie Baby Boy, when, when Tyrese was in there talking to his brother and and Vin Rhymes, I believe his name reams or what I may be saying that wrong. That,
1: that, so Vin rhymes was, was his stepfather was his or was his
0: boyfriend. boyfriend. And yeah. he came in and he said, y'all little Negroes don't know what y'all talking about. Mm-hmm. He was like, this thing is about guns and butter. And he was describing the guns as the land, the property Mm-hmm. All of the things that appreciate in value, like what you were just saying. Mm-hmm. And he said the butter, which was really nothing, it was the clothes, the cars, the jewelry, the things that, and, and we know that we as people of color, especially black people, have spent billions of dollars on on things that don't bring value, on mm-hmm. clothes, cars, jewelry, stuff of that nature. But then the data shows us when that when it comes to home ownership and land, and, and as we get into later, it's owning on our own businesses and things. We tend to just fall behind everybody else.
1: Well, I mean, but, and it's, but it's, systemically- it's it's it's. It's by design. It's by design. It's by design, right? right. And so, you know, my family, my I, I often talk about my grandfather. It came from the rural South, South Carolina, King Street. And one thing that he he was a former sharecropper, but when he came to Rochester, the one thing that he valued more so than anything else was actually being able to buy a home, to have property, to have all those things. And he he, he became a landlord and, and, and bought home. My uncle's. You know now buying home ownership cousins mm-hmm. all of them understanding the value in having property owning land you know and that was one of the things that they definitely instilled in 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 the next generation like look my grandfather like look you you have to own your home right mm-hmm. and so um, if you don't if, if you don't have that sort of knowledge you know knowledge base then it becomes, you know, detrimental in the long run because if you don't know better, you can't do better. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I said all of that to say that right now, even in South Carolina, in mm-hmm. these other places, you know, there are and – I, and I just looked on, on YouTube, there's a gentleman in Texas where people are trying to – today. Take land that have been in families for generations because they know what? They know that the value of property, the value of home ownership, it is going to appreciate over time and not depreciate. And many people, through have have utilized tax foreclosure, have utilized these other mortgage foreclosure and the fact that blacks have not had the income as uh, their their counterparts to actually hold them back in that one piece of an, um, the American dream, and that is home ownership.
0: Well, this is episode 14 of the Love and Light podcast powered by 103.9 WDKX. We're talking about home ownership and uh, business ownership. And before we we move out of this topic and into the business topic, because I want to ask you a question about business, um, it's it's so it's by design. So we see redlining going on; it's still going on. Mm-hmm. And then we see the cost of everything, especially home like my my daughter just you know. Purchase her first home. Yes, you know, and, and at 28 years old, she just she went through a home buyership program, and we want to encourage individuals out there, where regardless of where you are, and this her her program she went through was through ESL. So there are banks um, wherever you may live that, that, and there are municipalities that have these first time home buyers programs uh-huh. and it behooves people to uh, look into that type of situation because they do help with closing costs and, uh-huh. and informing you on how to purchase a home and we realize that homeownership is not for everybody uh-huh. that everybody, but everyone should have an opportunity uh, just like college isn't for everybody access. but everybody should have an opportunity to have access to college just like everybody should have an opportunity to have access to purchasing a home and so what we're seeing is it's been intentional to not be able to purchase a home that's why even like anything else that blacks have to do, whether it's sports, whether it's education, whether whatever, we we have to run twice as fast. We have to jump twice as high. In these situations, when it comes to your finances and when it comes to generational wealth, we have to work twice as hard in order to obtain what some people are privileged to obtain uh, immediately.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the fact is that, I, you know, I think that one of the, the important points of what you're talking about is that, you know, we can make it. Available, you know, by making sure that we are seeking out those first-time home ownership programs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, back in two thousand and five, when I purchased my first home through mm-hmm. the first-time home buyers program, mm-hmm. uh, I just graduated, you know, two years prior from law school, and you know, went through that program. And the program is designed, and so I want people to understand the program is designed to meet you where you are, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so, starting off you know, for someone that wants to buy a house within 11 months, within a year, right? You can start to save and they'll show you how to do that. Start to get your credit the way that it needs to be, pay off some bills and other things. And they will go through, sit down with you and go through everything that you need to do in order to purchase that particular home or, mm-hmm. you know, home in, in specific areas. The The city of Rochester, if you're in the city of Rochester, the city of Rochester has closing cost assistance in, mm-hmm. um, in you know, the county of Monroe. Many banks across the community um, have these first-time homebuyers program, and we, and we know that they've set aside um, specifically a number of dollars for um, people of color to be able to access that. So we're asking you: don't let this opportunity pass you by. Mm-hmm. Figure out how to get into the first-time home homebuyers program if you are if you desire to own a home, but also understand that this is the way that you build wealth for generations to come.
0: And I would also encourage individuals to do the math. And what I mean by doing the math is the cost of renting is so astronomical now. I think just in the council meeting on um, last night, we heard based on the housing study report that an average cost of most uh, for affordable costs for people to be living technically, they need to be paying about five hundred dollars a month in rent, which we know that most people are paying double that at least. Uh, mm-hmm. For renting a two-bedroom apartment, if you will, or, or, or how, even in the one-bedroom studio, people are paying six, seven hundred dollars or more. And so, what we're saying is, when you do the math of as to what you're spending to to be able to to rent for your rent, um, utilities, etc., and then do the math of what the cost would be. For an average home, you may find out, especially with a 30 year mortgage, 15, 30 year mortgage, that your cost would be significantly lower. You may even be decreasing your expenses almost in half, uh, depending on current interest rates and stuff. So do the math, get the education around mm-hmm. it, because it, it and realize that you could become your own banker because after you've been in the home for a few years, as, as lovely was saying before, and you build equity in the home, which is, you know, you paid off that loan a certain amount. Now you can lean against yourself, loan against yourself or the equity in your home. And you, that's how I started my first business. Uh, that's how I, I, I was literally use equity uh, mm-hmm. in my home in order to be able to open up my first business. And so we're transitioning now uh-huh. into the business part of small business. And I'm gonna ask you a similar question, but more so because I know you're a businesswoman. I know you come from a business family.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: what um, inspired you to start your own business?
1: Well, this is Love and Light, um, episode fourteen of um, Powered by One Hundred Three Point Nine WDKX, and um, as we transition into really starting own businesses and looking at mm. that, you know, my my as I often talk about my grandfather and my uh, my grandmother, um, Cecil and Margaret McCleary, the first thing that I remember doing was selling watermelons mm. right off their their porch on Jefferson Avenue mm. here mm-hmm. in Rochester, and. Um, you know, it was that, listen, you need multiple streams of income, right? Mm -hmm. So you, 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 you're working, but you also need to have other streams of income. And, and generally they said to really create wealth, you need at least, you know, six or seven streams Mm. of income Mm -hmm. in order to do that. Um, but really building powerful.
0: (laughs) Hold on. That's, that's powerful. What you just said there. So what you're saying is like, and I remember hearing, I think TD Jake said one time when Adam was in the garden, he had actually five streams that he had to to mm-hmm. to attend um, uh, to. And so he said that financially, that's a financial lesson in that, that we should have a minimum of five streams of income. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I think, you know, when you, you said seven, I'm like, whoa, I'm trying to get five. <laughs> and so I got I got to really put I'm, some more work I'm not work there in. yet,
1: bro. I'm not <laughs> there yet.
0: <laughs> but the bottom line is you need more than one stream of ink. And I think the pandemic showed us the importance Absolutely. of that.
1: Right. Yes. And in the pandemic, you know, and I, and I must say, you know, we often talk about you know, the challenges that we have in a black community, Mm -hmm. but the pandemic also, you know, was a way for a lot of black people to start their own business. Right. Yes. And I, I I just want to commend the many people that I have seen start their business. It actually grown. The statistics
0: show that it went up.
1: Yes. And, and, and they are doing the work that Mm -hmm. they need to keep their business, you know, really sustainable from, you know, rather it's a printing business, a delivery business, uh, you know, um, cleaning business, mm-hmm. everything. Um, you know, you just opened up your laundromat, I right? Did. Yes, I did. And so, you know, we see um, black people really going back to our roots, mm-hmm. right? Um, back in the days, we had to own our own businesses and take care of our own community mm-hmm. in that way because we had no other choice, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're getting back to our roots. And I think that that is very, very important. So for me, it was a matter of, listen, you know, you have to be able to take care of your family, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you can't just rely on one source to be able to take care of your family. So look at these other options and make sure that you are putting in the work to make them sustainable.
0: No, I, I, I agree. And it was the same thing for me as well. I grew up in the Jefferson Avenue area. I grew up where in the same, like with your grandfather. And the, the beautiful thing about Jefferson Avenue in here in Rochester, and there's a, probably a Jefferson Avenue almost in every inner city in America, right. uh, and they all look seem to look the same, uh, or or have the same issues. Jefferson Avenue in the in the, in the 70s and 80s uh, had over 40 black owned and operated businesses. It was the mecca. It was the um, uh, epicenter for for black owned and operated, and it probably still is to this day. There's at least over 20 right now. But um, what was the place in in Tulsa that was on um, Black Wall Street? It was the black, black Wall Street. It was mm-hmm. the Black Jefferson Avenue here locally in Rochester was the black Wall Street. And so when I grew up, it wasn't uncommon for me to see black men and women owning their own businesses, mm-hmm. um, paper stores, the liquor stores, the bars, the Uh, grocery stores and stores Uh that were around. It was, and and we say rest in peace to uh, J and E grocery, James Smith, who was icon, had his Uh own grocery store here locally in the city of Rochester. Uh, And so I gave me my first job counting (laughs) bottles, my first Uh real job, like with a paycheck. Uh Uh, And so it it was not uncommon. And that's the thing that we are think maybe missing a little bit today. The the exposure, see other generate other races, are exposed to small business and micro business oftentimes through their family Mm -hmm. and their family is telling little Johnny, a little Susie, look, I want you to go to school and college, not because I want you to go work for somebody else. I want you to go to school and college so that you can work in daddy's business. So so you can take over the business Mm -hmm. and take it to the next level. Every major, um, uh, uh, millionaire or billionaires within our community or within the world Typically, money traced back to real estate. Mm-hmm. Money is traced back to property and businesses. Mm-hmm. And so, we uh, as people of color have to bring our children to that exposure to be exposed to. You don't have to go and get yourself all educated just to go work on someone else's job. That's okay too. But know that you you could be you could be your own. Uh, a business owner you can right. be your own CEO
1: absolutely or and the pr- prime example of that is actually on this radio station yes. that we're talking about right yes so you know 103.9 WDKS the only radio station in the country mm-hmm. that's named after you know, uh, our leaders, mm-hmm. you know, um, when you talk about Frederick Douglass, mm-hmm. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, the yes. only radio station. Right. Yes. Family owned. Right. Father. Yes. Black owned. And, and Black mother, operated. you know, and, yes. and passed on mm-hmm. to the next generation. And Andre is passing on to to his daughter. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about that, you know, we, we have prime examples in our community is just that we have to understand that it's it's out there. Mm -hmm. It's reachable. And look for it Mm -hmm. in a way to where it's valuable and valuable to us, right? So it's interesting that we we talk about that generational wealth and and building off of and and going to school and coming back and working in your your parents' or your grandparents' um, business. It is important that we... You know, maintain that legacy and, you know, important that we grow from that. Right. And even if you're the first one to start it, yes. right, you know, it's not too late It's not because too late. there are generations to come behind you that will need that support, that will need that love. And, and we have to ensure that we're building the platform for those generations to be able to stand on, I'm able to stand on on a platform because of the the stock and you know the places where I come from and my and my, and my grandparents and, and what they were able to do and instill in me. You yourself, mm-hmm. you know, building off of the legacy that your your father, yes. um, you know, instilled in you, mm-hmm. and so as we think about it, it's never too late mm-hmm. to create that legacy, to create that generational wealth. And if it has to start with you, then you make sure that you're the one to start it.
0: This is episode 14 of the Love & Light podcast, powered by 103.9 WDKX. Um, we are talking about small business, home ownership, the advantages. But most importantly, at the end of the day, what we're really lifting up today is the importance of generational wealth. And generational wealth begins, a lot of people, you know, and this, this is very clear, it begins with home ownership. Mm -hmm. home ownership is the first approach to generational wealth, because at the end of the day, what are you going to leave behind Mm -hmm. and what, you know, you know, like they said, you don't see uh, a U-Haul attached to people's um, Hearst. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so at the end of the day, when you, when you have something uh, on a business or own property, that is a way that you're able to leave the next generation a head start. Now there's some people from the school of thought, well, I'm I'm spending all my money while I can. And I'm going to do everything while I can. I ain't leaving nobody nothing. <laughs> right? And I think we talked about healthcare proxies, power of attorney, insurance yep. and all of those yep. things in a previous that. podcast which we also that's a part of the holistic picture of generational wealth. Mm-hmm. And we oftentimes what separates us from those other um Nationalities and races that we talked about earlier that we're behind when it comes to home ownership and business is that they actually uh, embody this when it comes to teaching this to their children and grandchildren and et cetera. You know, we see often some of the other nationalities, you got a whole family and, 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 and extended family living in one home, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And, and working to help each other get the next business or to buy the next home or they help each other pool each other's monies together to help the next one uh, be able to come up. And those are things we can take some of those practices uh, and utilize them in our own families to help build generational wealth. We got to close this gap. I did, it, it gets on my, it's one of the things that, that gets under my skin as well. And I'm always uh, uh, willing to, to tell people, people ask me all the time, how were you able to open up, you know, your businesses? How were you able to do? And I, and, and I tell them all the time, look, There's a pathway to this. It's hard work, but it's not impossible. And if if I can do it, you can do it, too.
1: Absolutely. And we we have to make sure that we are not just delivering the message, but also by leading by example and Mm -hmm. exposing and showing our our children the way in which they should go. And you know that that's biblical, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if if you raise a child in the way in which mm-hmm. they should go, then when they get old, they won't depart won't far depart. from that's far right. from it. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that we're we're doing that. This is the Eleven Light Podcast powered by one hundred three point nine WDKX. So, bro, wh- yes. where do we go from here?
0: Where do we go? We have. I think that what we go is we we're what we're doing. We're having the conversation. We have to continue to have the conversation. We have to continue to encourage. Um, as me and you always say let's prepare our children for the world, not just for the moment and what they're in right now, but we have to prepare them for the world and preparing them for the world, put them, give educate them first and foremost, that they got to understand that there's a historic systematic structural racism that is intentional to keep us out of the game of homeownership, out of the game of of owning businesses uh, and uh, and being able to acquire capital to be able to do these things. So we got to be in, intentional about educating them on who, what, where, when, and how. And as we do that, in this, and, and as they go to school and they're out in school, we have to tell them, go to school, get your education, but also get educated on how you can uh, close that gap of generational wealth by home ownership and by owning a, a small business. Consider those things too as things that you want to look to. And I go to schools and I ask kids, what do they want to be? Very seldom do I hear kids say, I want to own my own home or I want to own my own real estate or I want to own my own business. I don't hear our kids saying that.
1: So, well, we, we we have to talk to them about it. Yes. Right. And I think that, as you indicated, one of the things that we have to do is expose our kids to the opportunities that they have before them and let them know that this is obtainable. Mm-hmm. Right. This is not something that is not for you. This is something that you can have if you want to work hard for it to get it. or it's something that I'm building for you, right? Mm-hmm. I'm building this. so and, and it makes me think about my my uncle Nate, um, who owns a lot of property here mm-hmm. in, in Rochester? And still buying property. We all like, you know, um, who, you know, you're you're seventy something years old. You mm-hmm. still want to do this, but you know, and, and his whole thing is like, look, I'm building a legacy mm-hmm. for my great grandchildren, mm-hmm. right? Not just for my grandchildren, but for my great grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And so, um, having that mindset that this is not just about the right now mm-hmm. but it's also about helping future generations and doing it right for mm. them is what we want to encourage our young people today that that are thinking about what am i what what should i be doing well, the first thing that you should be doing, um, if you're if you're working, making sure you get your credit right, making sure that if you want to own a home, you find out about the first time home buyers program mm-hmm. within your community yes. that you purchase that first home. Because a lot of times, what people don't even realize is that sometimes the mortgage mm-hmm. is cheaper than rent.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, it's way yeah. cheaper. And if you if at times when we're crunching every dollar right now, then you that just makes do the math. It just makes sense. It's a good Economical move to say, you know what? Let me consider uh, getting a home that I can decrease my bills and, and, and my my expenses because I'm gonna lower what I'm paying on rent. Because mm-hmm. when I'm paying my mortgage, now I'm creating a nest egg not only for myself. But for my, my my family, in the event God forbid something happens to 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 myself, and so and then let me think about how I can put build equity into for myself, so that when I really get ready to go do something else, I want my kid to go to college, I want to go you know maybe open up a new business or something that I can uh, leverage that equity in my home. So absolutely, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. you
1: you have to think about not just the here and now, but. Mm-hmm. What about tomorrow and the day after tomorrow? And, you know, it, it just leads us into, you know, really thinking all of our dedicated Facebook yes, podcast listeners. Um, mm-hmm. And we encourage you to keep going. We appreciate yes. each and every one of you for your, your, your calls and your messages yes and we want to stopping hear from us you. Yep. you know out in 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 public when uh-huh. we're we're out and giving you know, us and topics <laughs> giving us topics yeah. too
0: stop us and give us topics we right. want to talk about the things that you guys want to hear about the things that we are relevant in in real time right now.
1: Right, and one of the topics that you know one of our listeners wanna, gave to us yeah, yeah. was relationships, uh-huh. and so next time, uh, you know, I think we're gonna t- touch on um, relationships. Yes. Lord have mercy, this yeah, is gonna it's, be gonna be, it's gonna be it might
0: get spicy, <laughs> you know y'all. That. It might get spicy, and uh, you know, it's gonna be interesting for sure. So you know, tune in, stay tuned in. Uh, continue to reach out to us, and we thank you for uh, listening into the Love and Light Show.
1: And I encourage you to dance like nobody's watching, sing like there's no one listening, live like it's heaven on earth, and love like you've never been hurt.
0: And remember to keep shining, y'all. You can't put a lampshade on the sun, so let your light keep shining. Be encouraged, be blessed. Peace. Thanks for listening to this podcast on the WDKX Podcast Network. Provided by Vision Automotive.